Hey, everybody. Welcome to TRB. We are the Resistance Broadcast, and thank you for joining us on this Monday. Uh, it's our discussion show, and we do this thing every season, four times a year, called the State of Star Wars. And this is our last show of January, so we're right in the dead of winter, and it's time for the State of Star Wars Winter 2023. I'm John. That's... Damn, I always messed that up. That's James. That's Lacey. <laughs> and we are here to talk about the state of Star Wars. But we also have other segments and fun things to talk about. But before I do, um, James, is that is that uh, a, a Soka sweatshirt? Or is that, am I, am I getting that right? Is that an Ahsoka sweatshirt? It's a nothing sweatshirt. It's just a oh. popular Amazon sweatshirt that I chose these colors because they were kind of cincinnati but all right that's it he's you got the amazon basics he's gonna one time just log on and be like you guys i'm only into sports now (laughs) (laughs) i'm only into one sport man and and you know cincinnati has some great moves we just had two players move up to the united states national team and first game on the field one of them scores the goal nice first goal of the uh yeah. Won't shock me if by 2024 James Bainey has a Cincinnati Football <laughs> Club podcast. I would love that if I, if I could somehow be the podcast for that would be great. for that, that club. Great. That could be good, yeah. yeah, man. Especially you can get down there for games. Um, mm-hmm. Just set up shop right in the parking lot as people are tailgating. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so good to see you again, buddy. Um, are you are you ready to talk about the state of Star Wars? No. Okay, Lacey, <laughs> are you are you wearing? Is that a Make Solo Two Happen shirt? Is that what I said? It is. Yes, we have. We had a nice conversation about that uh, in our last episode this past Thursday. I got, I'm rocking Jack's fish because I'm I'm not gonna lie, guys. We I, I think I was a little critical in the fall version. I'm jacked up about Star Wars right now, and you know, celebration sure, but it just feels like there's we're entering the new a new chapter. It feels fresh. Um, I know part of that is like what we've been doing with our new channel and uh, sort of being on our own own. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk about Star Wars uh, and the state of Star Wars. So Lacey, are, are you trending like you're feeling good about the state of Star Wars or negative? Yeah, I'm feeling great. I I can't imagine not feeling good with what's coming up this year you know celebration yeah. we have mando coming up next month then there's jedi fallen order not fallen order what's it what's this one survivor, survivor. Oh, survivor. yeah ahsoka yeah ahsoka then we're getting all these updates from acolyte and um skeleton crew and i'm sure we're gonna get even more later this year of what's coming up because now that Iger's back kind of all bets are off of what's gonna happen like we don't know what's been changed we have no idea. I think um, and there's something point. a little exciting about that because at this point, we have no movies announced. <laughs> so I'll mm-hmm. take anything. Yeah, that's a good point. And I I didn't really think about that. This is our first state of Star Wars with Iger back. So our, our, <laughs> la- our last one, yeah, our last one was October, like three weeks before he canned traffic. <laughs> yeah. Or usurped yep. him or whatever you want to say. But I guess you can't fire Steps someone down and he stepped yeah. up. Yeah. Um, but but uh, we have some fun stuff to get into before our main discussion. Um, but uh, before we do, just want to remind people, uh, I know we have a lot of people who collect Star Wars items. 
in the resistance base um and anyone who listens or watches to the show a lot of people love collecting out there uh our friends at gentle giant uh partner with us to get you guys a promo code anything in stock on their website just look them up gentle giant resist 20 at checkout we'll get you 20 percent off anything any item in stock and don't forget our friends at weirdbrothers.com uh they are out of virginia and they make some of the best coffee I've ever had in my life, including my favorite, completely biased in saying this, our coffee brand that we helped design called The Resistance Brew. Um, and if you order online, you're helping us out. Uh, you'll get it quickly in a nice package and you're helping them out. And they're also, uh, they also send proceeds uh, for veterans as well. Um, so uh, win, 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 weirdbrothers.com. Go check them out. Grab a bag of The Resistance Brew. You can get them the whole beans. You can get them ground. You can get them all different sorts of ways, and they get it to you uh, quickly and nicely for your coffee needs. Uh, and then, of course, our YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribing to that. Uh, we are steadily growing. So youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast. Even if you're an audio listener, say you're in Australia. I'm just going to throw that out there randomly. Uh, if you're in Australia and you're listening to the resistance broadcast, you're like, oh, I, I love these guys. Spotify, you know, wherever. Check out the channel and subscribe because we put a lot of other stuff on there, including our shorts, which can also be found on Instagram and uh, TikTok, TRB Podcasts, uh, but the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast. Subscribe and uh, you'll be able to get some other stuff because sometimes we post other videos, like other reactions, right, guys? We did, uh, mm-hmm. we did Willow, the whole series of Willow. Oh, I, yeah. And I, I haven't seen the doc yet. Did you guys watch I that? I haven't either. I have. Yeah. I have. Yep. Did, was it Don't good? Don't spoil like it. it? No, and I'm not saying. Um, I'm just saying did you well, like it? it ends in them making a movie or a TV series. I mean, <laughs> that's how it ends. Excellent. No, Excellent. Um, uh, it, it's it's fine. It's good. It's yeah. um, I don't think it's like some some huge takeaway uh, of like uh, uh, you know some Star Wars production behind the scenes thing or something. You know, they always put a lot into those. I think mm-hmm. it was just it's fine, and there's some scripted stuff in there too. Just uh, it um, it it rings very true of the humor that is uh willow crew you know yeah. specifically yeah. warwick davis um yeah. cool. uh, so uh, it's it's a fun watch it's like 30 minutes it's not it's not crazy and uh it's a good time right on all right and real quick Lacey, did you see the new full trailer for 65 i did that, I lo- that movie looks good it looks amazing and i wouldn't doubt it because adam driver's amazing so i'm assuming his judgments on par with like hey i'm gonna give 150 percent to this role and we know he was in the army at some point so he has some background um but Marine, yeah no it looks Marine. yeah it looks so scary but i'm still gonna see it anyway yeah the special effects look pretty solid too um yeah. all right so we're gonna do a special effect right now to segue into our first segment, uh, first segment of the day, James. I fear nothing for all this as the force wills it. Oh yeah. As will of the force is back. And we are going to kick it off this week with a Patreon submission. One of our patrons who has the ability to ask questions to get pushed to the front of the line, uh, sent us over this one and it's coming from general Mike Darth hurricane Waldron, um, as he's known to us, Darth Hurricane. Um, uh, Darth Broccoli. General Mike, 
Yeah, General Mike wanted to know, uh, this is a friendly reminder of a previous question I was asked to remind you about. So we're kind of going to redo this one. Um, the question is, will we see Grogu frozen in carbonite to explain where he was during the sequel trilogy? Interesting. Lacey, I'm starting off with you. Any chance we're going to see Grogu frozen in carbonite at any point? No, we will not. Well, specifically this point. <laughs> Uh, we will not. I, I don't think that's necessary. I think there are plenty of other ways they can explain it. Like, he doesn't care. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he's with Mando who doesn't care. I'm not saying that, like, he's not a nice person. It's just he's with Mando who he's shown that his powers so far have been used to save Mando, to be with Mando. He chose Mando over being with Luke. Like, that's a sign to me that he doesn't care what the bigger fight is. He just is trying to stick with his dad. So I would say no. He just is somewhere else. John, what do you think? I, I think no also. I think it takes a person a really long time to deal with the grief of losing a father. So when Mando dies at the very end of The Mandalorian, we're going to see him sort of Yoda himself. And he's going to find himself on Dagobah. And he's going to be like, this house is a perfect size for me. He's gonna move if, right if into Mando Yoda's dies. Out. I'm literally going to punch you. <laughs> you know what? You know that means you're actually going to punch me. I don't want you even speaking that into an existence of it's gonna happen. Oh boy. Now you know I have to go harder with it. Hmm. So so my my real answer though is no, I I don't I it's a very clever question and clever idea because Mando does the carbon freeze and stuff like that and we saw it in the first episode we saw um, it in person at the mando experience yes yes and i but i don't think they'll do that to grogu i think they'll find another way to explain it um and i believe that and i do think we'll see him on the other side of it though because i think they'd be so foolish not to pair him and ray together and i can't wait for that so um I, i'm gonna say no mike but that doesn't mean that's a really clever question and thanks for reminding me because um, yeah, no, there was probably a situation where I couldn't get that one on the show that time. So I'm glad you did. I'm glad we were able to talk about it because it is a very provocative and cool question. So thanks, buddy. Um, I don't think Grogu will get frozen in carbonite. Uh, I think that that it's like a technical answer like, oh, yeah, that works. OK, that explains it. But it's not a very satisfying answer as for the character of Grogu like if they just said, oh, well, that character can't be around, so I guess we'll just kill that character off. The, end of the, the fans would be like, you're just killing off characters just because it doesn't match with the story. You can't come up with anything better, you know? And I think freezing someone in Carbonite and just kind of sending him away, um, that, that also feels a little cheap. Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily think they'll do that, but it does raise a good question of what was he doing? I think Lacey brings up a good point. Maybe he just doesn't care, which then start, you know, even when she said that, I started thinking like, man, how many force users are there that, that just, just don't want to get involved? Yeah, yeah. They just don't care. Like they're they're They, they understand what the force is and they know how to use it and they're pretty powerful, but they just, they're more interested in, in maybe like just ruling their territory or whatever it is. Um, and, and not necessarily wanting to get involved because they know as soon as they get involved, then like there's bigger power, in, you know, and they're like, ah, mm -hmm. oh, I'll get shut down pretty, pretty quickly if I, if I mm -hmm. get involved. So 
Um, I don't know. Grogu just might not care. That's a, that's a good answer. But um, let's move on to the next one here. And this one's going to be if Obi-Wan Kenobi returns for another season. Right. If we're going to get another season of it, uh, will Darth Vader be involved again? Now, if you watch our live show, we did loosely kind of touch on this a little bit. John, um, do you want to reiterate what you said on there? Do you want to expand? Do you want to change your mind? What are your thoughts? So I don't think I don't even think they should make another Kenobi. I if they do, I don't think Vader should be in it, but he will. Um, I, but I think they'll do it where they don't have them cross paths. They'll do a bit of a check-in and maybe Darth Vader does something that impacts whatever Kenobi's got going on. Um, or it may just be one of those like star Wars does the screen wipe and we check in with the empire sort of thing. And it doesn't have anything directly to do with what Kenobi's doing, but maybe they just want to show us, you know, uh, what is happening with Vader and what he's doing while Kenobi's going through this, um, you know, final step of becoming an eternal Jedi. Um, and I, I, I can't, I can't envision a situation where Ewan pushes for this so hard to bring it back and doesn't also push for Hayden to come back too. So I think that's a big part of it, mm -hmm. that friendship, that loyalty, but I think it'd be a mistake if they had them cross paths again. So you want to do Vader cool. I don't think they should. They will. Cause Disney wants Vader in there for the ratings and all. I get all that. Just keep him away from Kenobi, and I think that's fine. Lacey, same? Yeah, I agree with John. I think you can't have Kenobi and Vader like keep interacting with each other because then you're getting like right up against a new hope, and it wouldn't really make sense. Um, I think it's got to be like more of a parallel storytelling with both of them involved. But I also think that you can't have Obi-Wan Kenobi without Vader at the same time. Like it, it would just be a really tricky story to tell. And I don't think they would bring you in back without Hayden for a season two, because there has to be this overarching, like what the empire is doing and Vader is a central character to that. So that's how I feel, but I don't think they'll, like John said, they won't interact. Ma'am. I, I think you guys are exactly right that you, you can't do Obi-Wan Kenobi without bringing in Darth Vader, but not because you can't have a Kenobi story that doesn't involve Darth Vader. I think you could, but I mm -hmm. think they already put their best foot forward and there's no way season two can top season one. I think that's the problem. If they wanted to do Kenobi season one and it's about like him and he's dealing with these people and it's like, oh, that was a great story. I like that. But they tease something bigger for season two. You know what I mean? it all has to lead up to Vader. And they did all that in season one. I it's just, I find that so hard to, to come to figure out any way to, to and you know, they say that, that I think Kathleen Kennedy and other people involved, they were like, it's all in the story. If the right story comes around, you know, we, we'd be willing to do it, but it's like, let, let's take, let's take a minute and think about that. They're just waiting for the right story. Obviously. Does mm -hmm. anybody have the right story? Is the right story even possible? I don't know that it is. Um, if they do it, I think they're going to have to be very clear. Um, like, it's going to be a really random analogy. There was this band called As Cities Burn, and they released this amazing album, and then they broke up. And then everybody was like, why don't you guys get back together, get back together, get back together? And they finally agreed to do it, but they made it very clear, we are not going to sound anything like that first record. 
Just you mm -hmm. have to know right away the net, the stuff that we do, because we are going to get back together. The stuff we do is not going to sound like that first record. And it was still hard to receive for some people because um, they just didn't want to listen to whatever they wanted to create after that. I, and I think that's the situation. They would have to be very clear that like Darth Vader is not going to be involved. But I think that's it, Lacey. I think that that's my thoughts on it, that um, if Obi-Wan does uh, come back, they would have to involve Darth Vader somehow, but they can't have him in Iraq. So I'm almost at that point of saying, what's the point? Right. Sounds right. All right, well, let's get started with the next one here. Uh, this is another one of our patron submitted questions, this time coming from our highest tier, the Spice Runner, uh, Ryan Wara. Ryan sent us over the question, wanted to know, uh, will we learn who hired IG-11 to terminate the asset, who we all know is Grogu, in season one, episode one of Mando in this upcoming season? So I don't know what your guys' thoughts on this. Personally, for me, I, I thought it was fairly clear what was happening. Are, are you guys in the same boat as I that that the um um I you know what's his name the 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 guy the client the client yeah he hired everybody is that not are we not on the same page he hired all of them I I I, I don't know I always thought that way. But the only thing that would lead me to think otherwise that could be someone else is that I believe Mando was told he could bring it in alive or kill it. Whereas IG-11 was just like, I have to kill this thing, which sounds like a completely different directive. Um, so I could see that that being a possibility and it's open for that to happen if they wanted to go that way with the story. I did sort of see it as it was the client, but because he went there just to kill and Mando was told by the client, you can bring him in alive or you can kill it if you need to. Sounds different to me. So they have room to work with there. So if that's the case, I'd be cool with that. I just don't know because it seems like it could be one or the other. So it's a tough question, but a really good question again. Yeah. Lacey. This is a tricky question. Um, I don't, I think it's implied, like James is saying, I think there is like kind of a, a, an implication that that's who hired him, but I don't know if we'll ever find out. I don't think it's necessary to find out. It's one of those details that like, does it really matter? Um, I don't think it does. I think it matters if there was more than one person, like if more than one person is seeking Grogu. Then, oh yes. yeah maybe then there's yes. other parties involved but yeah. i'm saying right. if it's just a plot point of hey there were a bunch of people going after this thing you know it's not someone important it's just hey there's a bunch of bounty hunters then it doesn't really matter so yeah, john that is ryan's question is based on someone else we don't know hired him to take yeah. it out ah, yeah. then then i would say if that is the case which i'm sorry i misunderstood the question uh yes we probably would find out who it is because it's supposed to be a reveal of like I'm the one that's been there the whole time, but I don't know if that's the case. And this does hmm. seem like it's going to be a big Grogu season. It does. It really does. Could which be. I'm pumped about. Cause he's not helpless anymore. He's becoming a character. Yeah. It's not just the brain decisions. the toys. It's no, it's arc time. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so to me, um, I, I think that you bring up an interesting point of that one person's direction directive was alive or, or dead and the other ones was dead um but i think that um 
I think that maybe there's a potential that they were saying alive to everybody. And maybe Amanda was the first person where they said alive or dead. Cause at this point, you know, and then everybody they kept hiring after that were dead only or alive or dead. You know what I mean? Like it was getting, mm. they were getting more nervous. Uh, and IG 11 happened to be get there first before Mando, but maybe was hired after. But the reason I think it was one person is because when I thought IG 11 um, came in after Mando. They went in this, they went in together. They basically went in together, but I said he got there first because Mando was like waiting to go in and then IG 11 just went in. He like, Oh yes, yes, yes. You're right. Yeah. He just like Leroy Jenkins right in the he middle. He did. He totally did. Someone told me that was fake recently and that makes me very sad. That what? Leroy, oh, the Leroy Jenkins thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's the, yeah, I think there's a good chance. Yeah. That's Matt told me it was that. completely fake. Like, they, I think the big Q is the person being like, uh, 33.3 repeating. Of course that, I yeah. think yeah. that <laughs> it's still the, funny. Like, still does funny. that. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, to me, the reason I'm thinking that it was one person that hired him is because at one point, uh, all of the fobs relit up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I think that's because if it were oh. multiple uh, buyers or whatever, it would be multiple different transmissions or different yeah, signals, or what, yeah. whatever the term is, they would have all not, they would have not had the same information. It seems like one person who hired all these people said, no, it's back on, go get him," you know, and they just sent that signal back out. Um, so it makes me think that it probably was just the client and those people hiring anybody. Cause it was that, it was that worth it to them. They would just hire all these people and anybody who could bring it in. Uh, I need to do a rewatch like or, ASAP or cause we saw the reprogram happen in the show itself. Someone intercepted IG 11 and reprogrammed them to just kill. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like a lot of this stuff is always possible, but it seems like it's it, it becomes more of the stretch. Like what if Luke was jumped behind a wall and then they replaced him with a clone Luke who was who made. Different well, that, no, and, you know, I mean, you're making that. That's a way wilder. No, well, I'm you just basically said the exact same thing. He said, so what if somebody jumped IG Levy, uh, reprogrammed him and sent him out with a different. Well, thing. I think that's <laughs> rational because he was reprogrammed by Quill. In like the fourth episode. I mean, he's a droid, so it's it's. He became more a like butler. Yeah. <laughs> he became yeah. a nurse. A caretaker. A nurse butler. A nutler. <laughs> oh, that's not a good name. <laughs> Moving on to the next question. A burst? When da- when Daisy Ridley eventually returns as Ray for future Star Wars <laughs> movies, because come on, uh, will we meet any new characters who are Jedi? And this is, of course, not including potential Jedi we already know, like Finn. Uh, Lacey, you want to go first on this one? What do you think? So it's an interesting question only because are Jedi what we think Jedi are anymore? Like the Jedi are dead. So what would they be called? Are they still Jedi? Is Rey going to carry that on? So this is assuming that obviously she carries that on, right? She carries on that idea that if you have these powers, you're a Jedi. Or are we saying that someone like a Grogu then all of a sudden reappears after being disappeared forever? I'm asking for clarification, I guess, John. <laughs> oh, well, so the question I pitched as a new character we've never experienced before. Got that it. Okay. It, it, okay. Yeah. Then I would say yes. I think the story that Ray is going to, her adventure that she's going to go on, I think, is going to be a quest of understanding the Jedi more and understanding kind of just like the universe because she hasn't really seen anything. Um, and just like 
figuring out how the Jedi came to be or how they fell or learning the history of them so that she has a better understanding because we kind of kick off that need for her to learn in these in the sequel trilogy. Um, so I'm going to say yes. Um, I'm going to say no. Um, I think that my, my belief when it comes to Star Wars is that Jedi, the term, is not force user. It's not light side, dark side. It's the term Jedi is this very specific religion of force users. Will we see other force users? Maybe. Yeah, sure. They're, they're, they can come out. But I think Jedi is very specific to Luke was the last Jedi and he passed that on to Ray. So I don't think, and this goes back to the whole Yoda thing. When Yoda said, when I'm gone, the last of the Jedi, you will be. And there was still Ahsoka and Ezra and all these other characters. <laughs> they were around. Oh, don't okay? get me started. I know. I know that whole thing. But I, but I'm saying if you take, if you're trying to take it for what it is, the sequel trilogy is saying that Luke is trying to end the Jedi religion. So there shouldn't be any more Jedi out there. And he's saying, but I will not be the last Jedi. They cut to Ray. Ray is the new Jedi. So I, I think if she wants to continue the Jedi religion, then there are currently no other Jedi. They will have to become Jedi first through her. She's the mm -hmm. way to becoming a Jedi. Um, and I don't think there's other people out there like, yeah, I'm a Jedi. And it's like, what are you doing? You know? So I, I say no. I say new force using characters, maybe, but Jedi specifically by name. Um, but that's going to be it. Uh, Lacey, do you want to take us into the next section? Cause, Oh, John. <laughs> John, You know, we're coming up on, on our 600th episode of this podcast <laughs> and I'll be damned if we don't get there. <laughs> no, I'm um, I, I'm going to say no for different reasons. Um, I think it, there's it's it's very possible in this vast galaxy that someone else could have become a Jedi without having to go through the Skywalkers and Rey. Um, but I like the idea of the wizard and the 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 speciality of we have the Jedi. Like this is our Jedi. You know, I don't like the braveheart arena attack of the clones five million lightsabers you know looks like it's a picture at galaxy's edge thing i i don't like there being a lot of jedi that that part of the prequels actually like i was like oh man it, it's almost making it like i used to love when you would see a lightsaber or hear a lightsaber and see it ignited be like whoa that's special i want to see it for like two minutes three minutes in a movie if you keep well, the doing whole thing it, with Anakin, it. yeah, Phantom Menace is he's like, oh, I've never seen one of those before or something like that. Yeah, it's your laser sword. I heard, you know, he tells these lores about Jedi because he doesn't see them. And it's uh, I like the mystery of Jedi. And if you just litter us with Jedi and like everyone keeps saying like the next Je the next Star Wars movie with should be Ray running a Jedi Academy. And I'm like, that would be the most boring thing I could imagine them doing. That's and the big just... thing everyone always says is Jedi Academy. I, that's because I, that's the way Legends went. It, Luke did the mm -hmm. Academy thing. But it just seems like such a low-hanging so fruit. It seems so uninspired yeah. to me. And I don't mean to offend anybody. That's just my opinion. And you could completely disagree with me. And a lot of people often do. And that's cool. I'm just saying, to me, I'd be like, oh, that's what, we, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing to start this next era. I want Ray to be like this 
And if Finn is there too, fine. But I, I want Jedi to be special again. You know, Obi Wan taking his hood off and the hello there, and like this is your father's lightsaber, like Excalibur. I want it to be rare. I want it to be special. I want them to have to go to that person for that mm -hmm. reason, for those powers. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be willy nilly where you're going around and you're at the, the, the a Jedi shopping mall. So uh, for that reason, I'm going to say hopefully no, uh, we and will not meet new Jedi. And I do think people agree with you. I think that's I think that's why people are pulled to Ahsoka because she is like on her own Jedi mystery wizard. You know what I mean? Uh, she'll she'll do good, and then only when she needs to will she pull out the lightsabers and kind of end a situation and then move on. You know, kind of because she's in. I'm excited just thinking she, about it though. Yeah, yeah, and and. And like you said, when he pulls his hood off, when I think of Ahsoka now, the cool Ahsoka, she's always got the hood on. You know, it's kind of right, like, yeah, a little mysterious. A yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think definitely people agree with you. I think there are different directions they could take. But um, but let's go ahead and wrap up Will the Force officially this time, John, and uh, send it over to Lacey <laughs> so we can do our next section. All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. There are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe on YouTube, please. Thank you so much. You can follow us on all the different social channels at TRB Podcast. One name, very easy to find, including TikTok. I'm on TikTok now. Um, and you can follow us on all the audio platforms like Spotify Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts. And if you leave a review for us, that's very helpful. It lets us know how we're doing and... It lets other people find us as well. So thank you so much for doing that. But if you want to be a part of the resistance, you want to support us even more, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at just $5 a month, you get to say, hey, I want to be a part of your group. I want to be part of the family. I want to be part of the resistance. And you support what we're doing here. You support us with upgrading our equipment, what we're you know, making new content, going to events, covering Star Wars for you, including other pop culture things, which we've expanded to in the past, you know, a couple months, which you guys have seemed to have enjoyed. Um, but as you go up in ranks, you get different things from Discord access, special live streams with us, and much, much more. This is the part of the show that we let our generals and spice runners take part. We ask them a question, they give us our answer. But before we do that, I do want to thank those people. So thank you to our generals, Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Rouse, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Micah Mori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Paul Sullivan, Aaron Ellington, and Diana. Thank, thank you guys you. so much. And to our spice runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and Michael Fry. Thank you guys for keeping it spicy. Thank you. Thank you. This week, we have John Reese. He's been a part of the resistance for a little bit, and we're so excited to have him back. So John's question was, you, John Reese, are in the Star Wars galaxy, and you are tasked with designing the new Jedi Headquarters Temple Tower, whatever you want to call it, for Rey, Grogu, and all the new Jedi in the galaxy. What are some of the features and highlights of your design for your home of the next era slash generation of Jedi? So, John, take it away. Ethan TRB, General Beard here. Try to keep this quick because it's a big one. Uh, Jedi Temple Headquarters, open to air, courtyard in the middle, um, Jedi Masters quarters and meditation area to the top, sleeping quarters for the students to the bottom, to the right side would be the training dojo, left side would be the 
uh, kitchen area and main entry taking you in through the front porch. You have some service areas on the corner, um, restrooms some storage, of course, and the basement would be some type of a uh, storage and fruit cellar. <laughs> um, they can keep canned and prepared foods, um, dried meats, things like that. I've Since I lived in Texas, I haven't had a basement and I miss it dearly. <laughs> Um, other than that, I think it would be uh, pretty functional and it would definitely get the job of training young Jedi along. Uh, side note, uh, by trade, I am an architect, so this was a really fun one. General Beard out. Awesome answer, John. We love seeing you on the pod. Wow. Uh, John, what do you think? Our John. Uh, um, yeah, so we you know we've known general beard for a while now mm-hmm. and <laughs> i don't know if his uh arch- he has his own architecture firm he should call it general beard architecture in my opinion but um i knew you know he's an architect <laughs> yeah i know i know i know john's an architect and i thought this would be interesting and i liked how practical he went with it and um yeah. it was so cool of him because he as you were talking, John, I sort of saw you looking to the directions you were talking about as though you were seeing the building. And I was envisioning it, too, in the open air aspect and then the the logical elements of, you know, the, a basement and stuff like that. Um, and you made me laugh, too, because you said, you know, ever since I've been in Texas, you know, I miss having a basement. It made me think of uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure when they told him his bike was in the basement of the Alamo and he goes there and gets embarrassed because he asks where the basement is. and They, they laugh at him. So I guess Texas has no basements. I don't know, but great job. I knew you'd knock it out of the park and I'm glad you really enjoyed it because that's uh, your line of work. So uh, I appreciate your, you've been a supporter for such a long time and you even have it in your profile on Twitter to support us and stuff like that. Though you still have our old Twitter handle, but that's okay, my man. But thank you so much. <laughs> it's I, can't now. <laughs> I can't wait to see you again. And uh, hang out with you like we did in Chicago, uh, trying to chase down some books. But uh, thanks as always, my man, and hope you're well. James? Yeah, the, the, it was funny because I think I knew this, but like I had forgotten the architect aspect. And I imagine, John, you knew that going into the question, which is why you probably posed it to him that way. Um, but I was I was sitting there as, as you know, you're delivering. And I'm like, man, the, you know, it's easy to, to, to say – Oh, I'd put a, a pool over here and over here. And I'm like, you're making yeah, your stems you know, house. As, soon as, you, as yeah. soon as you get into it, it's a lot more complicated. But then you're, you know, you reminded us, you're like, yeah, this is, you know, kind of something I do by by trade. This is my job. I understand the stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go back and rewatch this. <laughs> you know, I want I want <laughs> to uh, I want to know what you're thinking now that I I believe you have a fully uh, well thought out plan. Uh and it would all work and come together. Um, but just based on what I was hearing right there, it sounds good. Um, I, th- I think uh, that a lot of uh, people would, a lot of Jedi would come from out of town to visit your establishment. <laughs> Thank you, John, uh, for being one of our longtime patrons and answering this question in such a very specific and well thought out way. Yeah, I loved this answer. I could just like John was saying, I could picture everything he was saying. And I was like, oh, this is just like perfect. Like I want to live here. Um, and by the way, the basement thing, I think is pretty much the South of America can't have basements because of the soil and the sand, mm-hmm. like don't hold the basement. So they do concrete slab. I know that from my past job when they're doing foundations. Um, anyway, that being right. said, uh, this is a great answer. I love, 
our John does a very good job of getting to know our patrons. And this is one of the benefits of being part of the Patreon page. Uh, we get to know you and in getting to know you, we get to ask these really fun questions that are tailored to you and like really bring you into the conversation. We're not just asking you a blanket, like what's your favorite lightsaber color? Like it's kind of more than that. You know, it's what is this Twitter? Sorry. Uh, but I really, really liked this answer and I just love Purple hearing... for the record. Yeah. <laughs> I love hearing what our patrons think when it comes to something that ties to their own life because ultimately that's what this is all about, right? We're all people. It's all about who we are and what our experiences and viewpoints are and how we can share those through our love for Star Wars. And this is a prime example. So thank you so much for sharing that. And um we can't wait to see you again, hear from you again. Um, it was great. So now we're going to head over to John. Imagine Celebration Texas. That'd be wild. That would be wild. I don't know if I would. Did they do that? that? Didn't they do one? No. no, they did Colorado, Florida, California, Indianapolis, I think is one. They they could do um, Celebration Austin. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um. All right. We are going to head into our discussion, The State of Star Wars Winter 2023. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. He absolutely did. Thank you, Anakin. Every season, we like to take the time we have in the podcast to have an open discussion about the state of the franchise. So uh, now it is time for our winter 2023 edition of the state of star Wars. And we don't get together before this. And I'm going to talk about this. And I'm going to bring about this. We don't know what's about to happen right now. So I, and I love that about podcasting and I love doing that. Uh, and these episodes, everyone seems to really enjoy when we have these, whether we're, you know, cause we are sometimes critical, but we're honest and we're respectful about it. Um, but I don't know about you guys, but something feels different now. And I made the joke at the top. I'm wearing my jacked fish shirt because I'm, I'm jacked up about Star Wars right now. But I am. And something just feels fresh and like a page has been turned. Uh, there's the rumblings about new movies and that they're finally ironing out, ironing out a plan for that. Uh, just the, the, the uniqueness of those new shows coming out, you know, Skeleton Crew, Acolyte. Uh, Mando coming back celebration. There's just a lot of good feelings in the air. And of course, you know, Halton Ehrenreich, uh, you know, I didn't think that he would be saying positive things about coming back to play Han. So that's just a cherry on the Sunday for me. We talked a lot about that on Thursday, so that won't be my focus here. I'm just feeling really positive about the direction of Star Wars um, more than I did in the fall. Cause I think I was more critical in the fall. And I think these past, the past two state of Star Wars, we did summer and fall. I think we're pretty critical from our perspective. I think the summer one, wasn't that the one that James was like, what are you doing? Or was that last summer? <laughs> no, that, that, was, that was last time. Yeah, yeah, that was a while ago. <laughs> but but I, 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 can't, I can't pinpoint one thing. And it, I, it just feels, it's an intang intangible feeling I have. And part of it is, you know, we sort of started our fresh with the podcast. So that is a part of that for us. But some I, I don't know how you guys feel something just feels new and fresh and like it's they're figuring it out and we're not as much tied to the drudgery of the discourse over the sequel trilogy and stuff i just feel like things are moving again in a positive light and i'm not saying we're at 2015 vibes uh as a fandom but things just feel brighter 
Um, to, like the, if I could put an analogy on it, like the end of Roger Rabbit when that brick wall busts open and everyone jumps out and it's all sunny and everyone's feeling happy and hugging each other, or at the end of Ghostbusters when everyone's all happy hugging each other. So something like that. I just feel like maybe it's celebration vibes. I don't know what it is, guys. How do you feel? Like, are you guys feeling I, as positive as I am about Star Wars? I don't know why, but I'm feeling good. I think I know what it is for you. I is think this a you, joke. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think you had an Why'd episode. Why did you just say it like that? Is this a joke? Why did you <laughs> say it like that? <laughs> Why did you say it like that? No, <laughs> what um, was that? <laughs> no, I dead dead serious though. I think <clears throat> we had an episode a couple weeks ago, and you proclaimed that. You think everything's white, like the all the the Taika stuff, the Feige stuff, the yes. Ryan Johnson stuff. Yes, and that I think when you said that on the show, you mentally said that's gone. There's a a clean slate. Now we're moving forward with Lindelof and these other things that we're working on. And I think that for you, um, maybe not necessarily everybody, but at least for you, you said there's some, there's a new wind, you know, it's fresh yeah, air. I can breathe again. Yeah. Let's clear out the skeletons. Let's, um, you know, clean out the closet or whatever, you know, whatever the, the phrase you want to go with. I feel like the but tires I, aren't stuck in mud anymore where it's like, here we go. Ryan Johnson. Is he, isn't he, is he, isn't he, you know, what's going on? Yeah, with this? And it's that, like, I mean that it, to me, it's still there, but I think for you personally, you said this is the way I have began to look at it. I think that there's there it's they're just they're starting clean. They they cut it and they're starting clean. And for you, I think you've let a lot of that go. And you've said now I'm not worried about Ryan Johnson. Now I'm not worried about Kevin Feige or Tyke or anything else. So I think you, maybe there's a little bit of air for you just because you mentally uh, kind of I don't want to say I want to say it like it's not true, but like you've sort of written your own mental processing of how you think lucasfilm is handling things and that's refreshing for you yeah that could be that could be are you saying I you mean, don't feel as, as good i i don't know i i think when when we're talking about the state of star wars you know i usually write down movies tv show games comics books i kind of look at like all aspects of it and when i'm writing down this list right here it's like tv show uh, well, we got Bad Batch going on, and we don't really hold, know whole much about whole much more about the future of animation projects. But Bad Batch is going right now. We've got Ahsoka coming, Skeleton Crew coming, Mando Vision's season coming. three. Oh, that's true. That's true. Visions as well, Andor season two is going to be coming sometime next year, and we're also getting Acolyte. Um, but when it comes to movies, it's like, well, we still have a lot of movies in question, and then as far as what we do know, Damon Lindelof is happening but we don't know much about that movie. So that, that whole category has, is still on. a bunch has of question marks. Has that ever been officially announced? The Damon Lindelof thing? Are we going other than him trades? saying it's happening, but never officially announced? Did he no. Damon Lindelof say it was happening? Yes. Right? No, no, no. John Kasdan said he's doing it. Wait a minute. Am I mixing two stories? I think you are. Michael Waldron said he was working on his movie. That's not the one I'm thinking of then. John Kasdan well, said Lindelof was working on his movie. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying yeah. Lucasfilm has not officially announced this. So we're going uh, on what trades waiting... have said. Yeah. For celebration. For celebration. Yeah. Okay. 
I just wanted to clarify that. You see, if you see a guy who looks like uh, David Cross at the airport heading to England, it's probably Damon Lindelof. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, James. <laughs> no, I'm done. I, that, I mean, or David now, Cross. Who knows? Yeah, John, yeah, it could be David Cross too. John was asking me if I felt the same, and I, I said, you know, I I think there's still a lot of tension for me a little bit about the movie angle. Like, I don't understand why that can't be as fluent as we're doing Mando, we're doing the Acolyte, we're doing Andor, we're doing Skeleton Crew. You know, it, that seems very clear that oh, those projects are happening and they may be rocky at points, but they're still happening. You know, everything's right. going fine over there. But it seems like the movie thing is just like so confusing and cluttered. And and even with the newest, latest rumors of, you know, these these movies are happening, look forward to them. It still just kind of feels um muddy over there i could get that i i i agree it's kind of up in the air with the movies and that has been very messy like muddy is a good word messy disorganized um and it's been tough and we've said this at many during many states of star wars is that when you're watching other franchises like marvel harry potter anything dc where they're announcing movie after movie after movie and they're having these come out and they're, they maybe haven't been crazy good, but like they're at least making projects. And then you're sitting, seeing Lucasfilm slash Disney sit on this IP like star Wars and they're not making anything. You're just like, what is going on? Yeah. James, I, I found, I found the story that I'm confusing with. It's Sean okay. Levy's star Wars. Movie. Yes. Sean Levy's uh, star yeah. Wars. Movie. Also not officially confirmed. Announced. Right. Yeah. No, nope. but he has come out and said, yeah, I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm making that. Yeah. Star it's Wars the golden movie. ticket conversation he had where he's like, it's yeah, like a golden think, ticket. Yeah. I was seeing here. He even said, I'm, I'm very, very well aware of the ratio of filmmakers who didn't get to the starting line, but here's my attitude. I have the golden ticket, which he acknowledges right there. I'm going, to devote myself to developing screenplays that give me the privilege of making this movie yeah so he acknowledges he's, he's right like, there am... getting to the starting line that is him saying i acknowledge all these people that came before me that didn't get it done yeah that's true that's um, true um but yeah. yeah i think that for me is a little kind of <clears throat> but that being said when you look at everything else from comics to books to tv it's tons of stuff that's coming out and I couldn't yes. be more excited for The Mandalorian and Ahsoka. Like, those shows are going to be killer. And it's exactly yeah. what you dream of as a Star Wars fan. But there's also part of me that is even more pumped for, like, Skeleton Crew or Acolyte or these other movies that we're just talking about because they are new. It's it's not tied to anything that we know of currently. Um, and I know that they want everything to connect and I get that, but the idea of getting something fresh and new, like the Mandalorian, before we knew what it was, it was kind of this like nervous thing where you were like, I don't know if this is going to be good because it's not tied to anything. And then mm -hmm. when it wasn't, it was like really fresh. And then as soon as it got tied back into anything, there was this moment of like, I was like, okay, so now like we're getting into a specific story that we've heard. And there was this kind of like, oh, I wish they were doing something new. And despite what people like Luke, Ahsoka, Thrawn, right, the whole yeah. rebel stuff, Bo-Katan, all this stuff. Like, and I get that those that's where the story was progressing. And I, I want to make it clear. I love the Mandalorian. and I love all the choices that they've made. This is not at any way in any way saying that they shouldn't have done that. 
I'm just saying my feelings up until that point initially were like, oh my God, how are they going to do this show if it's not tied to anything? Then it wasn't tied to anything. I was like, oh my God, this show's amazing. And then when it did get tied back to these characters that we know, there was a little bit of like, oh, okay, because everybody has an opinion. So I just am very excited for something that's new and nobody knows about it. That's a good point. I mean, <clears throat> like the Lindelof thing, I know you two haven't watched Lost. You know, JJ. I've watched you know, bits and pieces. I know about it. I think I watched Grun- it. <laughs> you know, Greg Grunberg is in like the first episode. He's the pilot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> that guy has a problem with his ships going down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, with Lindelof, you know, Lost, you know, people can say what they want about like, how convoluted the story is and how many twists and turns it had. But like the way he wrote those characters and like the relationships between them, you know, that's a big deal for me. And he really did a great job with that. So I'm excited to see what he could do with developing relationships with star Wars characters. Uh, especially James has TV. watched the Watchmen, right? You've watched Watchmen. The oh, show. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, he show ran lost, so he was, you know, a major part and you know, won awards for best uh outstanding drama series with it and all all that. But and, and the fact that this is one of those situations where you almost wish Ryan Johnson was there instead of uh maybe in the middle of something so beholden to history, is just having that clean slate and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, anytime I hear after episode nine, and well, James, like you said, like it's double. It's it's like a in story and real life thing when it comes to wiping that whiteboard. You know the the projects, yeah, but also looking ahead to the future of Star Wars, where they are not tied to anything, and this guy could really stretch his wings in terms of writing new characters and and, and the relationships. Because I don't think he's, I don't think he's doing like the next Ray movie. I don't think we're getting like the return of Ray in two years. I, I still I want her back, but I think there we need to push it a little more to make it feel more earned and feel mm. more exciting because right now it still feels like oh you're back already oh okay well cool it's like when people got annoyed that grogu coming back so fast which i didn't but you know whatever um to mando i mean but uh i i just get excited at that aspect of it and just star wars movies i think in general um because james like you, you were saying and uh lacy you're absolutely right about like the idea of you know we don't know what's coming but we know that they're working on stuff and it just seems like Maybe they learn their lessons from the choppiness and the uncertainty of certain projects and, 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 and doing things like what, what is the smart pick here based on what's popular, which is like, Oh, Oh, Patty Jenkins, wonder woman. We want a female director. Uh, let's get Patty Jenkins and have her do it. And then like, look what happened. Like, I think they're putting more thought into the idea of star Wars shouldn't be following trends. Star Wars should make the trends again. You know, George Lucas started something new that never existed before. Yeah, he was inspired by a lot of things, but Star Wars was like nothing else. And the same thing with ILM, same thing with all those things he created. And the whole idea behind Lucasfilm was it was the innovator, not the follower. And I think for a while there, it was sort of like the low-hanging fruit. Who's a popular director? Let's get him in. You know, and they would bring that person or announce that person, and then like it would blow up in their face. And it's just, I think they finally realized like we got to just go with our gut and stop overthinking this thing. And I think that gets me excited too because I want Lucasfilm to lead, even though Marvel's churning out all this stuff. 
no offense to Marvel lovers, I don't think that stuff's going to age all that well. I think they, people may look back on that like, wow, that was incredible what they did. Um, remember all those movies, all those famous actors from the 2000s were in? Those were amazing. Maybe you watch them once in a while, but they're not our mythology, at least not for me. Like Star Wars is so much more meaningful. So I don't care if they don't have 50 movies. Give me a few really good movies that will live for 40 years, 50 years or whatever. And maybe I'm wrong. You know, I'm not trying to slight Marvel. Maybe those will become legacy movies for people. Not me. I, but I, I just want Star Wars to be able to lead on its own. And whether it's the biggest box office draw or not, I don't care about that. Cameron can have that all he wants. I want Star Wars to do what Star Wars should do but in the spirit of George Lucas's innovative mind. Lead, don't follow. James, what do you what do you think? Hmm. I, I don't know. When when I hear you talk about that, John, I, I do think that Marvel is sort of like the new Star Wars right now in the sense of like I think kids are gonna grow up and they're gonna be like, Man, I remember being in that room when I saw Endgame, you know. Sure. And I think sure. I, I think like a tons of those stories and following all the different storylines, kids kids for uh when they're old like you know grandparents and stuff they're going to be telling their kids about man you, you know when when marvel was hot man it was hot you know and it's just the same as us saying like i was there when star wars was in theaters you know it's like we have yeah. those stories you remember where you were when things happened and I, I think marvel is hitting on all that um when it comes to star wars though um i think we might even want to back it up a little bit and i i root for lucasfilm and i'm when you say I want that, I want them to do something different and be the trendsetter. I, I want Lucasfilm to have another big franchise hit, even outside mm -hmm. of Star Wars. We're talking state of Star Wars right now, but you say a new IP, I, you mean like a brand yeah, new, like what? Yeah. Cause I, I agree with like, that. I'm yeah. like, what? I don't know what Star like Wars could do right now that would really honestly be mm -hmm. something that would just, reinvent everything and we'd be like oh my god we thought we knew star wars but they just continues to reinvent everything i don't think the sequels did anything um like you know the the first ones are the first ones there's no argument there the 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 prequels probably pioneered a lot when it comes to like visual effects and sound design and um uh, theaters pushing theaters to have better better equipment yeah. all sorts yep. of stuff i don't think the sequel trilogy did any of that stuff so we just i think that's maybe why some people say it was kind of lacking because it wasn't it didn't change the movie industry um and i and you know that would be great but i i don't really know what star wars could do at this point other than looking at the other people who are changing the in industry and and i don't know it's it's weird it's i don't know how to get star wars in on that but i think it's easier for lucasfilm to say let's also do this other ip let's create a new character you know uh, an indiana jones style character or something that's like all of a sudden now you've made archaeology the the number five most anticipated job for kids under 10 you know or something you know yeah I, I don't know if that's a real stat but i'm sure i'm sure we all grew up or knew people growing up who had thought or considered being an archaeologist and there's only one reason that's the case it's oh, in the so many movies yeah 
and, and, you, know, you and watch a movie when you're a kid, no matter what it is. I was like, I watched Backdraft, and I was like, I want to be a fireman. And I watched Apollo 13. I'm like, I want oh, to be really? an astronaut. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I'm sort of saying the opposite of that. I, I I felt like I felt like Lucasfilm, for instance, was like they did something very special with that particular character that it made kids want to be that just to be that. Um, but I, I get know. what you're saying, James. It's like a like certain thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm I feel like I'm a little all over the place, but I I my my main thing the state of Star Wars right now is I, I feel like and maybe this has been the case for a little while, but I feel like TV is firing on all cylinders and that is great and I just can't figure out why their movies can't also be that too. Uh and it's because it's I think not... that's a bigger issue with Disney, honestly. It's not just Lucasfilm. Disney seems to be suffering a little bit in the box office. So that's the the, the I that's a well, but Marvel's for, still I, putting out movies. I mean, sorry, you know James, what, I mean? what? But Marvel is still putting out movies. You know, Marvel what I mean? is or... yes, but Disney overall is not. I think Marvel was a train that was just set in motion that had no chance to derail. Like it was just Kevin Feige was like, "We're going, we're doing this. We got so a plan." When you, so you're, you're saying like Disney animation or like Pixar. Those Disney movies haven't didn't been have delivering. Yes. So recently, Disney redid their whole schedule for this year and next year, and they added animated fe- features, Pixar features, and un- untitled Disney films as well. So if you looked at the calendar as a whole, it was mostly Marvel. There wasn't a lot of anything else on there, but they added a bunch mm. of other stuff. And I think what John was just trying to say was because Iger made that pivot in. So Iger's in, and now they release this brand new schedule with all these slots for all these movies that have not been named. So mm-hmm. it's very interesting. If you look at their schedule for the next two years, it's a lot of untitled things. And that's where think- the extra Star Wars movie came in. So now there's three. There's one in 25, 26, and 27. Is that all the 26 things that confirmed that's on there? I'm pretty sure. I'll double hmm. check, though, before I... We, uh, yeah, we, we I- said that. I said that on the show based on a Star Wars Newsnet article. Now, there's still a chance that maybe that was a typo or something mistake. But I remember when I said that, Lacey was like, oh, I didn't know about the 26 one. That could be speculation, I think. Um, but I'll say this. like The Iger thing, I think, is a positive for the future. Jeff of, said that, uh, by the way. Jeff and Puck News guys were saying 26, 25, 26, 27. But let me look at the calendar. Keep going, John. Well, I was just going to say, like, I think Iger's obviously a plus because he um, has said he wants to put the focus back in the hands of the creators. Um, and that is always going to be a positive because it, it allows them to operate their own studios a little bit more independently than maybe uh, the feeling was under Bob Chappick. Um, clearly, the Disney Plus losses uh, are going to sh- maybe shift things back to the focus as we talked about recently about Star Wars going back into theaters, which it's where it belongs. It's It started mm-hmm. there. Um, I think th- my perspective uh, is Iger is a positive for the future of Star Wars. I think he is, he understands the value of IPs. He understands the value of nostalgia. He understands that it's okay to be nostalgic while still making new things. Um, but the only, my only negatives about the state of Star Wars right now are the toys I think are at like the bottom like they've never it's never been worse when it comes mm-hmm. to like and we have an upcoming fan stream i believe on the first let me and double check it, that's that. not just me i feel like fans in general are so 
angry at uh, Hasbro and the, yep. the state of figures, how to get them, like this the Wednesday. lazy the laziness of, of some of the models they're making. And then the other thing I think was a, a big misfire, which I, I begrudgingly predicted last year is that galactic star cruiser is a sinking ship because they are not, they're canceling weekends because they're not filling it up. It's 25% capacity. They're not filling those rooms. They're starting to try new discount things. I think they need to cut their losses with that, convert that to a space hotel, drop the price and get Star Wars off of that. Because if Star Wars is regrouping from a theatrical film perspective, I think you need to hit on every other tier to wipe that slate clean too. And if that thing is this cog of negativity for people to feast on negativity about Star Wars, not worth it. Not worth it. Because the experience itself, in my opinion, didn't even look, seem like it was that big of a star the actors Wars are quitting one of the actors that was like the guy that helped create the whole thing that talked about like he put out a social media video being like i'm one of the people that came up with it i was this character on the sh and i'm leaving i'm quitting really? as of friday yeah it's, and also just that you know i think with inflation and stuff right now people are, uh, are worse off than they were last year when they weren't you can't get eggs thing, but they want so. five grand for a what three night two nights stay in a a fake I mean, cruise ship they're, they're refunding people money because they're only filling yeah. 25% and they're relying on that experience being full rooms of other guests. It's a little so out of relying, touch. Your experience is reliant upon other people being there. And I just, the whole thing just seems like when they made it, they made it out of um, insecurity and no confidence because you look at that thing and that could be converted to a stock space hotel in a month. Like it's, there, there's no Star Wars aesthetic in there at all. I what, just what? I I don't buy it and I never did and I think they need to put that away. I and if I was Iger, I'm not, I'm no CEO, but I would imagine I'd be like that I we got to take that IP right off of that hotel as soon as possible. Okay, the the thing about the hotel to me is what I don't understand is where is the expense coming from because to me it always felt like the expense the the what you're paying for is the experience. And that's what they say. Yes. I know. So, so, but, but then like, is there actual cost to it? Like when you go, do they hand out free iPad pros to everybody? Like, you know, like what, no, you what still, is... I think pay for your drinks. You don't pay that's for food, saying. It's I like, think, I think food's included. That's what I'm saying is like, I'm trying to understand why can't they just like, why does it have to be converted to something else? Why can't they just lower the cost? Now I understand business and I understand, well, it takes so much money to run said thing that we have to charge this much in order to make money. But I'm trying to say, I don't think that's it. I think you guys are running this thing like a normal hotel. There's probably a few other things because it does seem like there's shows and stuff and not all the hotels have shows, but they do have at least some type of entertainment. Like they are, they are running like, pool cleaning services and stuff like that. And you, you don't have that at this hotel. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to, what I'm trying to understand about it is I just don't, I can't grasp why they don't just lower the price and get more people in, make it, I, make it something that's hard to book. Like, Oh, dude, we got in. It was, you know, it's, it's still it, kind of expensive, but it's reasonable. It's not the place to be. And as soon as a place becomes the, not the place to be, it's over, man. But, it, it, it's, but hard, it's hard to come back from that. Like, well, it's like when a, but the you're not a big bar not guy. The place to be is the price, John. It's not that the experience is bad. No, 
I I think it's a little bit of both, James. I think it's mostly money. I totally agree. But I think part of it also is experience itself because when people did do those initial reviews, they all said, I would not pay to come here. It was okay. I would not pay to come here. No, no, no. It's not, I would not pay to come here. It's, I would not pay that much to come here. I disagree. I think if you price that hotel at uh, just the, the normal like Disney price, maybe a little bit more, right? it becomes an experience that I would rather stay there than these other hotels. It has to you can't leave though. It's for a- star Wars. No, no, I get that James, but you can't leave. Like once you're on, you're on for the two days and then they let you out after like, you don't ever leave. So, so you're paying. So it's not like every other hotel. Like you can come and go out of the Polynesian as you want this. You sign on. It's like getting on a cruise ship. Like you can't get out. You don't go to but other. That parks. doesn't have to be a rule. They can they can make they can add an addition. You're saying where they, they're regularly you're saying taking people it. to Galaxy's Edge anytime they want. Okay, so you're saying shift it to more of a come and go as you please, and not like during this hour you go here, during this hour you go there, because that's what it is. I'm saying there's things that they can do. I mean, if I was in the meeting, I'd be like, okay, I see why you can't do that. All right, I get it. But like, I I. I don't think it's as simple as like, oh, this failed. So therefore completely abandon it. It's like, I think the only reason it's failing is because of the whole pricing situation. No, no. You really think, John, you really think that like, if that was a hundred bucks a night, you wouldn't go. I mean, if a hundred bucks a night, I'd check it out. But the idea of it was time. The idea of the, I disagree like one of their things was line dancing like that's one of your things you're going to showcase for people to go do in star wars and you're like your biggest character is is some rodian that you've never heard of that everyone pretended was this amazing character like come on can we just be real for a minute they 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 cut corners they made it easily shiftable if they needed to do it it's a it it's i'm I'm just trying to be real here and then they they priced it (laughs) through the nose in in a terrible economy and they, they were like i can't believe people didn't go and now they refuse to buckle because they probably had so much overhead and they, they don't know how to like make up those costs and they're not filling it up. They're canceling the weekends. The whole thing is, is it's a loss. It's a total loss. It's like when a bar introduces Kino or like little people wrestling and stuff like weird gimmicks, you know, it's tanking. And then the next week it's out. It's just, I, I think it's a loss. I think they need to pull star Wars name off of it because it's, it's, it's like fodder for the haters on YouTube to be like, See how much Disney's messing up Star Wars with this stupid hotel and stuff? It's like, give us a shot to be able to defend this IP we love so much. It's not important for it to be there. Turn it into Space Adventure Hotel and drop the price then because they, people are paying for the name Star Wars and their little lightsaber thing that they can do anywhere. I, I And that's just my opinion. And I, I'm, I'm speaking from a middle-class perspective where you know we're trying to make ends meet in my house and I understand people can afford it, and I'm glad people got to experience it. But I haven't really talked to that. I've talked to people who loved it. But if people are being honest and they're not you know, on their YouTube channels talking about it, I think people I've talked to are like, I think this was a mistake. I think it was a misfire. And I'm not going to name names or anything like that. I just think it was a mistake. And I don't want to spend too much more time on it. I'm clearly getting heated up about it because it just seemed mm. like a very corporate thing. And uh, I know it's Disney and it's all corporate, but you got to cut your losses sometimes. And if star Wars is going to move forward with this new slate, whether it's the, you know, the movies and we're going to do new shows, 
find a new toy distributor and get that name off that hotel. I don't think Hasbro's going anywhere. I'm gonna, I'm gonna they throw should, that out there. But yeah. I don't think they are. I think there are things. I don't that think they are doing, either. I think there are things that they do very well. I think there's definitely things that they can improve on. <clears throat> I don't think all their figures and all their sets are terrible. I just think that they prioritize certain ones. But I myself am not a clone or stormtrooper collector. But I sit on these right. roundtables with other people from fandom who are like, we can't wait for the next trooper number, number, number. Or, oh, I can't wait for this version. And I'm like, okay, that's not me. That's right. I'm not right. in that demographic. Now, I long for solo merch or I long for sequel trilogy merch, but I don't think it's necessarily anything they're doing wrong. That being said, there are lots of issues from distributors, whether it be Walmart or Target, that are not shipping things out in proper boxes, that yeah. aren't protecting collectibles, that are canceling random orders. Then you have, um, you know, situations where you have the HasLab, which totally didn't go the way they planned the last two. So they both got canceled. So it's just kind of a, a give and take of learning what they need to do, but also hearing about it on CNBC and news stuff where they're saying Hasbro just had their worst Christmas they've ever had. So yeah. it's worrisome to me as someone who has purchased plenty of Hasbro toys. I have them stacked up around me. I've bought their lightsabers. I love their lightsabers more than any other company, better than Galaxy's Edge. I think that they're just more thought out. Uh, they're easier to use. They look better. Um, but I'm interested to see what they're announcing this year on their fan stream on Wednesday, the 1st of February, uh, because it is the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, which is my favorite of the original trilogy. So I'm excited to see what they're doing there. But yeah, I mean, there are a lot of kind of, I would say, feedback notes, whether it be to Disney with the movies or the Star Wars hotel or with Hasbro that fans have voiced their opinions. And I think we are in a period of time where to be a Star Wars fan isn't cheap. And people are starting to make choices because they have to make choices on whether to oh, pay yeah. their bills or feed their family, go on that trip or do whatever over purchasing merch or purchasing a Star Wars oh, Cruiser no Hotel where yeah. James, you and your family go every year, which is so mm -hmm. wonderful. You're going to pick a normal hotel that fits within your budget than the Star Wars Cruiser that's $5,000 for two days. That's mm -hmm. just logic. But I agree with James that I don't think they're just going to scrap it one day. They're not going to say we're done. They're probably going to pivot and pivot and pivot until they feel like they can't make any more choices. I but agree. We would, we would go to the Star Wars hotel if it was reasonably priced. That that's that's the issue. It's not that the entertainment or something is is bad. We're not looking at saying like, eh, well, I see that it's kind of like a dress up show or something like that. We wouldn't even participate in this stuff. We'd be bored for two weeks. That's not the conversation. The conversation is we would absolutely love to go. It's just the price. I think there are things though when you're talking about preference of entertainment and choices that that very much is a theater inspired interactive experience. And if you're not into yeah. that, you're not going to like it. And I've talked to people that did go that did not like it because they don't like the theater interactive, like give and take, like, Oh, we're going to, you know, it, it yell at this part and we want to be interactive with the characters. If you don't like that, you're not going to like this trip.
but that doesn't mean it's a bad experience. It's just not fitting mm -hmm. that specific type of person. And I would say more people than not don't want to be a part of that voluntary stuff. Like I'm thinking right now of my personal scenario, like I'm someone that would probably chime in and have fun with it and make it my own, like a dinner theater type thing. My mm -hmm. husband would hate that. He and I went to hoop de doo review at Disney on our honeymoon because someone got it for us. It was so thoughtful. It was such a nice gift. They got us front row tickets. It was like the hardest thing to get. He, he hated it <laughs> because it was very much like play a play a spoon on a, you know a jug oh, band and man. like all this yeah. and matt wanted to crawl under the table he was terrified so i'm just saying that maybe that experience doesn't fit everyone but that doesn't mm -hmm. make it a bad one if you like dinner theater murder mystery stuff like that this is for you and that's what disney went about they want oh people want to be a part of the story people want to be in star wars and that's what this was but I agree with you, James. The price tag is just a little too high for a normal fan to experience yeah. this, even if they wanted to. I'm not saying I think they're going to make these changes. I'm saying I personally think they should. Um, and that's my just my opinion. You know, mm -hmm. and, it, you know, people, if they want to keep it going and keep and keep that price there and cancel these weekends and like right. say, like, you're not coming to our hotel anymore because we don't have enough other people. And they are that's, canceling hotels. People have said that's that. horrible. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I just that I hope people understand the perspective I'm coming from because I am very positive about Star Wars, and I'm realizing where I'm split is the creative stuff. I'm very positive about the movies, the shows, animation, live action, the the future movies, uh, even Galaxy's Edge. I think is what that experience should be about being there and being in star Wars. I enjoyed that so much. Um, but then there's the other side, which feels more of just the slimy stuff with like the, the corporate stuff. Like it honestly hotel. reminds me of the Muppets. Cause they've had a lot of issues with the people that used to do the Muppets because once they sold to Disney, Disney wanted the Muppets to do all these different commercials and all these different yeah, things. And people yeah. were like, no, Jim wouldn't have wanted this. And so then they like kind of pieced out. <laughs> and I'm not saying I, I who knows maybe George Lucas thinks that hotel's the greatest thing ever. It's that's very yeah. possible. But, I, <laughs> yeah. but but what I'm Imagine saying he's is there every week. He's just like this is exactly yeah. what I wanted. Yeah. 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 He, he's like in his uh, Papa Nemoidia outfit. And yeah, everybody just thinks it's cosplay. You're like, wow, yeah. man, that's really good. He, you're he's, yeah, he's like, like the bartender. Like, yeah, alien bartender. He's just like this is what I've always dreamed of. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. And again, you know, nuance is is key here. I, I, I I'm not trying to hate on anybody who liked it or is still going i hope you're able to still go and all that stuff mm -hmm. it's just i'm just stating my opinion on it and like i don't feel good about that stuff i don't feel good about the toys i feel a lot of people feeling jaded and burnt about a lot of those things um, but i do feel very positive about the stuff that i care about which is the movies the shows and the stuff that the creators are still doing like the people mm -hmm. who have been at lucasfilm for a long time who are making this stuff still and the new directors and writers are coming in I'm rooting for all that, and I, I'm I'm really positive about all that stuff. So, that's where I'm. At. So, John, out of, out of curiosity too, where do you fall in with something like, say, the video games, which are very creative and story heavy, but at the same time, there's all sorts of politics when it comes to like, um, uh, like how, well, what's the name of the company? I can't think of the um, EA how they like were you know charging people for this and all this other things, and, mm -hmm. and you know they're there's that stuff and it's like well now you're just you're turning star wars into this the dlc uh, money making like, thing like yeah, grab, and all this. yeah 
Yeah, but but, uh, but they sort of went back on that, and there's other games that don't do that, you know. Yeah, I mean that's a thing where I think if as long as people are still able to able to play the game, uh, if there's bonus stuff that pe- other you know people can buy, then so be it. I'm not the biggest video game person, you know. I have some, and I just got you know the Oculus, and I I was able to get the, the Vader trilogy for like ten bucks or something like that, ten bucks each, and that's cool. But I'm not the biggest video game person, so it's hard to say. I I like that they're trying to do is they're clearly putting a lot of effort into these video games. But also, I wouldn't mind a Star Wars video game that wasn't canon and it was just like a fun Star Wars thing where, you know, you can go play through the movie. Like, give me like a Force Awakens mm-hmm. video game, like we did with the Super Nintendo trilogy, uh, or like we did with uh, Episode Three. Like, let me be Ray and fight Palpatine. You know, like give me one of those. I'd play that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I like, you know, the canon stuff. I think that's really cool because then you could say like, oh, now we're going to bring Cameron Monaghan into live action. And it's like, holy cow, we were in these multiple mediums like Ahsoka with animation to live action. But also just give me a fun arcade game to play and, you know, mix it up a bit. Um, So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I never really thought about that because they they do that kind of stuff all the time. Like, um, like they'll make... uh... They'll, well they'll do it with lego easily obviously they just like remake the story of the game but i mean they did it with like the harry <laughs> potter movies and stuff yeah not yeah. lego but they actually made like harry potter games which were essentially just like playthroughs of the movie i played um, those yeah i feel like they did that with movies Get a lot me. more back in the day and now nowadays they i don't know if they don't the first one was it. so hard beating but voldemort does... i had to do keyboard my little sister had to do mouse it was so check hard. this out <laughs> get me when we start our Twitch channel, because we're going to become this huge, these huge gamers, that's going to be our next big venture. Get me Lacey Gillerin playing the Rise of Skywalker game, and you you go to the Eye of the Webbish Bog to go get. Oh, them there you go. <laughs> My dream, you know what? Scrap the hotel, just build a Webbish Bog. I'll it pay the five somewhere. grand. I'll pay the five grand for two days just to chill with that. Yeah, I, to me, I'm looking at this. And I'm like, man, why? Like, this would be so cool because they could make essentially like what they do with the novelizations. They say like, well, the novelization can kind of get into a couple of the scenes that maybe we didn't make it into the movie or like some extra little details, the thought process of certain characters. But what I mean, how cool would it be if there was a video game where you could play through the story and then maybe go to extra scenes, see other characters mm-hmm. like we were just talking on Thursday about um ray and rose being together it's like well you could put those scenes in the video game you could just go and talk yeah, to exactly. people they've let done that. ray walk yeah. around and do that it's like i i know they've done that with other movies but they haven't done it with star wars and it seems it seems like it would be it wouldn't be easy but what i'm saying is like it seems like that would be an easy bet that if they make that movie and they they redo the original trilogy in 2023 2024 right. plus graphics and, and whatever like the people would be like oh dude can't freaking wait especially when 100%. they can be like yeah yeah they can make final fantasy 7 and then they remake the game with better graphics people like absolutely love it because it's something they treasured then they're gonna right. re-explore that world again it's like put money Dude, imagine into redeveloping that oculus game great. where you're like doing the trench run mm-hmm. yeah but that would be um, cool. VR know, thing <laughs> there's a big wrench into that where it's like well then you're getting into like uh i don't know like motion sickness you're testing things out your experimental video games almost um i know we're we're up on time uh so 
Um, I just, yeah, I want to end on the positive note that, you know, I know I'm critical about a couple of things, but most of the stuff I feel really good about. And I really do feel good about what's coming. I think celebration is going to be huge. Whether you go to celebration or not, you're going to get that info um, mm -hmm. from us or just from, from the official sources and other people. But I think we're in good shape finally with the future of movies. I'm excited to see what they announce and what they reveal. Uh, I think the TV shows this year are going to be really, really good. Uh, I think there's going to be some sleeper hits like The Acolyte, which people aren't focusing on right now, and Skeleton Crew. And I'm curious about the future of animation, you know, beyond the the clones and and Filoni and stuff. And uh, so o overly like 90% positive from me that rant aside, but I think Just there are people out there. about five grand that... worth of not positive. Yeah, so I think <laughs> I think there are people out there that, maybe aren't as vocal about it that maybe agree with me. I'm sure people don't. They're like, oh, shut up. You're complaining. But uh, I, I like to think that coming out of this, most people uh, understood the positive, mostly positive side that I came from on this discussion. But what do you guys think to close it out? Lacey? Uh, I think more Grogu is always good. And keep giving me Mando, also good. Um, and that's pretty much it. I would also like any, any, any type of ben solo merch i will ask again any it's kind of crazy none anything <laughs> please maybe they'll make if they make figures for 65 we can just have people convert them to like ben solo figures i don't get that i don't get why there's no ben solo stuff there's it nothing just... there's only a funko pop and i have it I could see it's. I could see a company saying, "Look, that that stuff's controversial. We're going to draw on a specific crowd that we don't want to have." But I don't. I don't know. You would sell out. Yeah, you would just say, like all you're doing is developing a product that's going to sell out immediately. You're so literally I don't know what taking your problem is. You're taking the Kylo Ren figure, which you already have in the mold, making new one and putting him in a Henley black t-shirt, like a black <laughs> Henley tee with a hole on it, and a, and yeah. a blue lightsaber, and calling it a day. Like, please, please, yeah. Just don't make the shirt removable, please. Then we're gonna have a lot of other problems. Um, please do, yeah. <laughs> James. Um, g games take forever to to develop and stuff, and they're very slow moving. So I think you know, there's not a whole lot to say about games every every time we come around. Um, we obviously talked about movies. Uh, um, that that you know, I hope you're right, John. I hope that they've like cut the cut it clean. And maybe we're moving forward uh, under a different regime. The only thing that kind of scares me is a little bit of is if that is Bob Iger. Bob Iger's only going to be around for a couple more years, right? It's a 2025, right? So it's like he might even be gone before the first movie even comes out. So it's he, like, well, he's scheduled to be, yeah. Yeah, so we got uh, we got that to worry about. Um, but TV firing on all cylinders, lots of shows coming out. Oh, yeah. Everything's looking great on that end. Um, I I hope that TV is as memorable as the movies. I don't think it always will be. It's hard to revisit the TV shows. Um, but, uh, but you know, cause I don't want them to put a lot into like the, Oh, star Wars is TV now forget movies, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then it's like star Wars just kind of lost. It's whatever. Cause they put out a bunch <gasps> of content that like everybody watched, but like nobody really, mm, I don't know. It didn't like shape them or something, you know, they just kind of like absorbed it and it was fine. Um, so I hope yeah. I hope that isn't Lucasfilm's plan. Um, and the the only other thing that I always like to talk uh, just just touch on is like the book the books and the comics. And I feel like they've taken a break. Do you guys feel that way? I feel like for a while I don't know. I don't like, keep up with them. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I know, but you but at least like 
a little bit on social and stuff like when like, oh, there's a new High Republic book or a couple new ones coming out or like there's um, there's these Thrawn books or there's a new Padme novel or whatever it is. But I just feel like they've taken a break like over the last like five months. The be, last thing be I can remember of any significance was the uh, Secret of the Sith. How long yeah, ago could- was that? Shadow of the Sith. Um, Shadow of the Sith. Yeah, it, it could be that yeah, was a year ago. It could, it could be budgetary stuff. You know, you never know how those. Could, we yeah. never, we don't know how those things are selling. But uh, yeah, I mean, but but there, but it used to be that they were announcing them regularly. There was always something yeah. coming out, and I just feel like it's been pretty stale or pretty slow for a while now. I yeah, I can't even think of the last thing that was actually released. Maybe at uh, in London, we'll hear about the next phase of books but that's it for me all right and that's it for us uh we want to thank everybody for listening and watching and being a part of trb let us know what you think about our discussion on the state of star wars again we came into it without any clue what we were going to get into and there you have it our winter edition we're going to check in after celebration for our spring edition after mando season three um, but let us know in the comments. Let us know on Twitter, TRB Podcasts, uh, and wherever you, you, you want to hit us up. If, if you want to keep it off record, uh, email uh, resistancebroadcast <laughs> at gmail.com. But let us know what you think. Uh, we want to hear from you. And, and you know, if we're on par with you, uh, what you feel about what each of us said about all those aspects of things, well, we appreciate it. And like Lacey said, make sure you're subscribed to the show on your preferred platforms. Keep spreading the word because that's the way we grow. So thank you. Tell your friends about TRB. Uh, it's a good time. Uh, Johnny Hoey on Twitter. Uh, my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. Uh, we just put one out on uh, Fight Club. And we're doing uh, Roadhouse next. Uh, Lacey, how about you? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin and on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillerin. It certainly is Lacey Gillerin. And James, how about you? Uh, both Twitter and Instagram at the handle at Myro Trunks. All right. We will be hitting you with our first episode in February on Thursday as we go live to talk about the latest Star Wars news, which I believe is going to be Groundhog Day, but we won't be repeating too much. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, and hopefully winter is ending soon. Hopefully, is it sees a shadow or doesn't see a shadow? I always forget. But anyway. If he sees a shadow, he goes back for more. Which means time. more winter? Yes. Wait, if he sees a shadow, that means the sun is out, so it's an early... Uh, he gets scared. It's and like a few more weeks. But if yes. there's no shadow, it doesn't have anything to do with being scared. Yes, he gets scared of his shadow and goes back into the hole. That's where I'm going right now. So uh, we hope everyone has <laughs> a wonderful start to your week, and we'll see you Thursday night with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. <laughs>